Hello, and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle. Thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com, as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. Also, hit me up on patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema, where you can subscribe at levels from one ranging from $1 to $10, and you'll get a lot of great content, access to uh, special um, things like the uh, mailing list, as well as ability to have a link put on the website, and maybe even writing for Sonic Cinema as well as some exclusive content over the past couple months. I've done my Oscar coverage uh, exclusively for patrons. I've done a discussion on the scores of Terrence Malick films, and as well as a bunch of reviews for short film blocks for the festival that I'm going to be talking about on this episode. That's patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. Subscribe today. Speaking of short film blocks, before we get to the festival at hand, provided everything goes as planned and the festival is not canceled, I will be covering the Atlanta Film Festival again this year, and I'm really looking forward to doing so. There are already a handful of announced features from the first wave block that I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to watch. And I'm looking forward to that. That is April 30th through May 10th this year. Hopefully it will commence, although if they do cancel because of the coronavirus scare out there, I would completely understand. And any filmmakers who do have short films that are slated to screen or feature films that are slated to screen, I will still be open to reviewing those on Sonic Cinema. So I'm looking forward to that, and I hope to have a bunch of coverage for you for that in May. Today, though, I am wrapping up coverage of a an event that I didn't really know about until a few months ago. It is the Women in Horror Film Festival, and it takes place in February, which is Women in Horror Month. It's takes place at the Strand Theater in Marietta. And I first came to uh, learn about it because of the fact that a filmmaker who I'm ha- whom I've had on the podcast before, Nicholas Duarte, uh, he had a short film that was announced to be screening at the festival, Old Man Forever, and I'll talk a little bit about that. I've already talked a bit about that as well as published a review for it. And uh, so that's why I first caught wind of it. And then another filmmaker whom you will hear on this podcast, uh, Robbie Barnes, had a screenplay that was part of the uh, short screenplay competition. And we're going to talk about that. And uh, she was going to be down. So I was really excited to reach out to the uh, festival and see if they would be interested in me covering it for Sonic Cinema. And they were more than gracious to uh, allow me to do that, and this is going to be the conclusion of that coverage. The thing that I liked so much about this festival and this weekend, it took place from Thursday late afternoon, early evening, till Saturday evening, is A, how condensed it is. It was really nice, and the fact that it all takes place at the Strand, with the exception of the after parties every night, which take place at the uh, host hotel for the filmmakers, it's really it's really terrific uh, because of how close in and how condensed it is. It gives you an opportunity to commiserate with the filmmakers and just fans who come to the festival and just other members of the press as well as the organizers of the festival, and that was really great. There's a sense of community there that I didn't really feel about um, the Atlanta Film Festival. I mean, part of that is because of the fact that it's spread out throughout a an 11-day cycle as well as a few different locations, 
But that's that's something that I really liked. It actually reminded me of Dragon Con to a certain extent. And that's that's something that I really like. And I think it might be something indicative with the fact that it's specific genre as opposed to just a wide-ranging uh, selection of films. And because of the fact that it's horror-specific, because of the fact that there were primarily female filmmakers, although there were some male filmmakers, and I'll talk to one of them on the uh, podcast here. Um, it's all brought together by horror. It's all brought together by this notion of community with regards to um, specific goals as far as telling types of genre stories about women for women and general audiences as well and created by women. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about this and that's one of the things I really loved. Um, two of the people who were there were Amanda Wiss, who was getting a uh, special award, the uh, Lizzie, as they call them, which is a really great-looking um, award. I, I love the look of that award. Uh, she w she was receiving a uh, special award on the award ceremony, and Heather Langenkamp, her co-star in A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, had her directorial debut uh, short film, Washed Away, presented on the first night. And they were there the entire weekend, and they were there talking with filmmakers, with fans, and just everybody who was interested. And that's one of the things I really liked. And I didn't get a chance to, I didn't take the chance to talk to him myself, but I really just appreciated just how how generous they were of their time towards others. I was there basically just covering the festival. That would be me as a fan uh, wanting to go up there. And yeah, I probably could have, but I wanted to, it was good to just observe them being a part of the community and a community that really uh, came out of a generation of people who appreciated movies like A Nightmare on Elm Street and horror movies and genre movies that they were a part of. So no Amanda Wiss or Heather Langenkamp for me, but that's quite all right. So we'll we'll talk about the festival in general. First of all, I love the fact that the Strand was the choice. A because of the fact that it wasn't that far for me to go every day. I could just basically commute to and from the house, and it would be fine. Um, and I love the Strand. I've only been there I think one other time, and it was to see a friend of mine whom I've had on the podcast before, Jeffrey Butzer perform with his band, their annual uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. That was a wonderful performance, and it's such a nice venue. It does remind me a lot of the plaza down at, uh, in downtown Atlanta, where I spent most of the Atlanta Film Festival. And I love that old-fashioned theater look. It's, it's such a great welcoming environment and you really kind of get get the feeling even more so with all of the people who were involved in the festival whether they were fans whether they were filmmakers uh whether they were the staff working they all really enjoyed it one thing i didn't mention in the write-up on the festival was the fact that they had one of their sponsors does uh virtual reality games and i took the chance and it was my first time working doing a visual virtual reality game it was a genre based game of course it was really surreal to do that and that was the first thing I did at the festival um it's it's really quite an experience to do that I'm not sure that uh with with uh I I have a propensity towards uh a little bit of dizziness and a little bit of anxiety. And so that was a bit surreal. Uh, 
But it was a lot of fun to do that, even just for a little bit. The short film blocks started, there are 10 blocks total uh, from Thursday through Saturday. And there were four features spread out. Um, there was one on Thursday night, one on Friday night, two on Saturday. I wrote a lot about that basic lineup of what I really liked, what I didn't like. Um, mainly what I really liked as far as the uh, <coughs> short films. I got to know a lot of filmmakers. I spoke to a lot of filmmakers before and after. Uh, you're going to hear some of those interviews here. And um, it was it was just really fun to hear them speak and talk about their process as they uh, as as they present their films. Um, I think the my favorite overall um, short film block was the first one actually, the Nav This World block, which was the short supernatural films. I wasn't a big fan of the first one admittedly uh in the block the last vacation but it was mainly because of how short it was uh the other ones in the block which culminated with heather langenkamp's short film washed away uh they were all really terrific and entertaining looks at the supernatural aspects of the genre and it's something that i really love in Horror. It's one of my favorite aspects of horror. I'm not as much into gore and violence, um, but at the same time, I don't mind it. But one of the things I was pleasantly surprised by was how much uh, other genres, there are so many other different varieties of the genre that came into play. Even though I missed a couple of the short film blocks, the ones I did see, I really appreciated. One of my favorite short films in that first block, uh, I'd name-checked a few of these already, but one of my favorites was In Her Shoes, which is about a young girl who's with her mother at a cemetery, and she sees a pair of shoes and starts to follow the pair of shoes. It is really extremely well directed by Ray Kermani, a Belgian filmmaker. And I had a chance to talk to him on Friday about the film and about his inspirations. And here's that interview for your listening pleasure. I'm here with uh, Ray Kermani at the uh, Women in Horror Film Festival. And last night he had a short film play called In Her Shoes. I really wanted to talk to him about it. It's, it's really quite a wonderful uh, piece of filmmaking, piece of uh, storytelling and ghost supernatural storytelling. I really loved uh, what you did with the movie. What was the inspiration behind doing that particular story? Uh, well, actually, uh, this story is more or less a, a pitch for a screenplay uh, called The Shoe Collector. Okay. Uh, and that's a, it's, we just wanted to make something fresh, something new, mm -hmm. um, the same thing as we're yeah. always familiar with, but <laughs> only different. Mm -hmm. uh, we just, you know, I don't want to reinvent hot water or the wheel, I just want to mm -hmm. make something entertaining. And I, uh, my co-writer and I, uh, Ines Winners, uh, we came up with an idea like, uh, let's just make something scary with a little pair of cute shoes. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we succeed? I hope we succeeded in doing that, but uh, that was actually the, the main idea with something Ordinary makes something mm -hmm. creepy. I, I definitely felt like you succeeded quite well in that uh, last night. And uh, I, I thought it was, it's, so far it is, it's one of my very favorite short films I've seen of Thank the you. festival so far. Uh, what, what are some of your inspirations as a uh, filmmaker? Uh, actually, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, of the French cinema. Okay. Obviously, because I'm from Belgium, so you know, <laughs> French cinema is, is is very hot, very popular. Uh, I'm 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 a, and and in a horror. I mean, John Carpenter is the man mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I'm personally, like a huge John Carpenter fan, and that's what I try to to. Uh, you see my inspirations. 
John Carpenter's movies are so based on atmosphere, mm-hmm. on the location, and, and I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, I'm stealing that. <laughs> I'm stealing his idea of, of creating atmosphere and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and just, you have a great, you, ha, you have to have a great location. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know last night when we were talking about it a little bit, we, we brought up Halloween, we brought up the thing where great examples of uh, saying, saying geography, saying atmosphere, like you said, and using music to accentuate that. And I, I really like the uh, touch that it's set at a, uh, in a cemetery. Um, and it's basically, you know, to not to give away too much, but it's basically about a girl who's with her mother at a cemetery and gets distracted by a pair of shoes she sees. And she follows those shoes. And uh, one of the... I, I love that it's I love that you were able to build suspense and tension and a, a sense of dread almost just by using a pair of shoes. I mean, of course, you have lighting, you have different elements. Her going down into the crypt—that's all those things that play into that. But the the shoes are where it starts, and that's one of the things that. Found so striking about it. Uh, so, luckily for us, we we, we use natural light. Mm-hmm. So, luckily for us, that was the only day in Belgium that it didn't rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and the weather weather gods were really liking us because uh, it was dry and it was cloudy. So you mm-hmm. know to diffuse your light, to, it was a perfect condition to, to film. And because you know it's a zero budget. Yeah. So we only had one day to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, our little actress, who's a professional model, her, her mom really actually, who's her manager, she, she blocked that one day for us. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so we shot everything from morning till, till, till the afternoon because it was, uh, we, we filled December 2018, so actually 14 months ago. Okay. And um, so, you know, um, at, at, at 5 o'clock p.m., the sun was mm-hmm. going down. So we started at, at 8 o'clock. And we, we only had till 4, 4.30 mm-hmm. to, to shoot it. And luckily, it, everything went. Went. Uh, what, what, are, what inspired you to get into filmmaking? Uh, well, I live in Belgium. And we're a tiny little country with 11 million inhabitants. We're like uh, sardines <laughs> living <laughs> next to each other. It's not enough space. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 Belgians hate horror. And I grew up with drama, and that—that's. And I wanted to do something horror. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to make cinema in specifically, but I just wanted to write horror or just do horror. And 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 so there we are. What are some of your favorite horror movies? Um, my favorite horror movie. You know, <laughs> some of them. There's so many, but I love yeah. Halloween. Mm-hmm. The first Halloween because because of of. The tension, yeah. How how John Carpenter uh, succeeds in, in in building that tension, and I also love the thing, which is my mm. I think all time favorite horror movie, The Thing. Okay, The Thing is like the bomb for me. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Exorcist, mm-hmm. uh, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. I think Jaws for me is, is a horror film. Oh yeah, no, I it it very much is. It's 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 weird because of the fact that it's like it. Jaws is one of those movies where it's like it's it's sort of an adventure film, but it I I've always identified it more as horror in in and of itself. And it's funny because of the fact that if you think about the the franchise that follows it, it it almost follows the same type of franchise blueprint as like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth or any slasher franchise like that, except it's a shark. So, um. What um, current films, what current horror films are you a fan of? Like, uh, more recent ones. I'm actually a huge James Wan fan. Okay. And I'm going to say the ones he directed. Because mm-hmm. the ones he produced, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm less of a fan. Because, you know, the whole Conjuring universe, don't get me wrong. Conjuring 1 and 2 are by far one of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah. But if you look at uh, Annabelle and Annabelle, the last one comes mm-hmm. home, and the, 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 the Nun, and, uh, and The Curse of La Llorona. And, and now they're making uh, the Crooked Man. I, 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 that just for me doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of the Conjuring movies, and I, and I Insidious, love Insidious. And, yeah. and, and the first Saw. Mm-hmm. And did you by chance see Dead Silence or, or uh, Dead Sentence with Kevin Bacon? Yes. 
Yeah. That, that is that is James Wan's. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's 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 very good in directing movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely agree as far as the Conjuring universe works. Like, there are things about Annabelle and the Nun that I like, but ultimately they're more conventional horror movies as opposed to the Conjuring, which feels more akin to something like The Exorcist. It feels very, it feels like a spiritual cousin to The Exorcist. It was in a fucking lot of ways. scary. Yeah, it was. It was good to see a scary movie. It's like, wow, this is really scary. And then, yeah, Insidious is another one that I I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. And one of them, I still, you know, I get goosebumps when I think about it, is the uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. For me, the autopsy of Jane Doe is one of the best horror movies of the last twenty years. Mm. It is like incredibly, there's so much tension. For me, that's and and um, the French cinema, of course, uh, Martyrs mm. from uh, Pascal. Uh, not 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 the remake, not the American remake, but the French Martyr. Mm. That is like whoa. Okay. If if I may suggest anyone a, a good horror movie of the last twenty years, that would be Martyrs and the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. All right. Um, where can is is this your first film festival with the film? Uh, well, we uh, this is a, uh, our thirty sixth selection. Oh, okay. And we already so far we already had eleven awards. All right. And sixty nominations, and uh, it's been it's been out in the film festival since uh, April two thousand nineteen. Okay. And it's, it's going to be in the festival circuit until uh, uh, May 2020. So it's going to be one year into the circuit. And, and, and then we're going to pull it out and, and see how, how it did. All right. Uh, where are you planning on putting it out? Just on uh, Vimeo or YouTube? or? Well, uh, we already have uh, five different distribution companies that, okay. that show the film. Okay. On, on uh, sh- t- TV shorts. All right. On uh, HOD, on Spamflix, on, on the, the, I, I don't know them all, but we have like five uh, 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 distribution companies that uh, uh, screen uh, in her shoes. But the ultimate goal would be uh, to, to make the, the future. That would be my wedding mm-hmm. dream, <laughs> to make this, the, 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 the future film. So what, what ideas do you have for the f- future films after Well, uh, uh, last year... The co-writer Ines Swinners and myself, we finished the screenplay, okay. so it's 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 out for for one year. We've sent it also to film festivals, and it it, it has uh, won three awards. Okay. And but but the idea, everything is is, is already set. So. All right. So excellent. I would definitely it would be my dream, <laughs> my wildest fantasy to just to be able to do the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for, for, I, for, for I, this I, wonderful interview. And and thank you for... Uh, I, I'm grateful I had the chance to watch your film. It's really quite quite a special film. If I may say, uh, from a nobody from from, the, from Belgium, being here uh, and, and, and seeing that your movie is being screened in this <laughs> right here in front of an audience and, and, and people, if they even like it, mm-hmm. it, it is, I am so fortunate to be here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I'm here. Actually, mm-hmm. thank you all. You, you, you American people are so generous. You've always been generous to our movies, mm-hmm. and and because of you guys, we're here. Otherwise, we, we would not even be here today. Oh, thank you. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of really great short films here. There are a lot of great filmmakers here. I'm so glad that I got a chance to uh, connect with so many of them and just. That's one of the great things about the after party afterwards, being able to talk to them afterwards and just uh, just enjoy hearing how they um, went about the business of making these movies. And there, was, there were Q&As behind each uh, presentation, each screening, uh, with the exception of one... The uh, foreign horror, the global terror block, the international films on Friday, uh, where no filmmakers were present. But if you look on the write-up I did, there was a QA and a and it was basically with filmmakers trying to, uh, filmmakers giving suggestions as to how 
as a community they can build and grow. And that was really nice. I hope you uh, take a chance to check out those few minutes. My favorite short, uh, there were a lot of really great shorts in this festival, and a lot of them came from that third, those Thursday night blocks. Uh, my favorite short, though, was from Heather Halstead called Blur. It's about a police photographer who has vision problems, and it causes her a lot of anxiety with regards to her work, and there's also a more sinister aspect to it that we see throughout the film. And one of the things I love about this is the the story that Halstead uh, tells is a is very much in keeping with tropes and ideas about horror. And it has moments that remind me of the end of Wait Until Dark, the... Um, both the stage play, which is the most vivid memory of mine, and as well with the Audrey Hepburn Alan Arkin. If you know the ending of that uh, story, um, you know that it it really leaves an impact. And that's one of the things that uh, really affected me. And I I'm glad I had a chance to talk to uh, Heather after at the after party about that. If I had one sort of quibble with the festival in general. I I I love how plentiful the festival was as far as how many shorts and how many films were available. There were 89 total films available and I ended up seeing 71 of them. Uh I ended up missing a couple blocks partially because I just need a break. Um partially because of the fact that it gave me an opportunity to uh, interview some of the filmmakers. And uh, if I had one minor quibble with the festival is that there's not really a lot of time between the screen blocks. Uh, once you include the Q&A and all of that stuff, uh, that that's kind of my thing. It's I, I will take all of the short films and all of the Q&As that somebody can give me, but yeah, it was one of those things where uh, it was it was kind of tough to um, you know get time to take a break to go get some food and stuff like that without worrying about missing uh, some of the movies that and shorts that were available. Uh, if I had one thing to say about it, that's kind of it. Otherwise, I absolutely was a huge fan of the entire weekend. Uh, I was really impressed with how well curated the festival was. And that's not to say I enjoyed every film that I saw, which it, it I didn't. There were some films that I really was not a fan of, and there were some films that I really loved. But I loved the way, the wide variety of films that we saw. I loved the different personalities of the films, the different styles of horror, the subgenres of horror, and the different takes on horror that we saw. Uh, Nicholas Dorote's film Old Man Forever was a good example of that. Uh, you can read my review about it uh, to get more. Uh, that was one that was on uh, Friday. Another film that I really loved on Friday was Dark Water. Uh, my favorite feature of the Festival, although there were a couple that were really good. My favorite was Black Lake. It's a very experimental story, and I've written about this one. I've written about this. I've written the review. I've shared a Q&A uh, with the filmmakers who, uh, KXI, who won Best Cinematography. It's a fantastically shot film. The soundtrack is wonderful by Burning Tapes. Uh, you can go to Bandcamp and look at that, and it's well worth your time to pick up if you're a fan of soundtracks, especially if you're a fan of uh, electronic soundtracks. This one really left an impact. Um, hopefully I'll get to watching the movie again in the uh, next couple of days, and I might write more about it or talk more about it on uh, a different review beyond uh, the one that I wrote 
after the festival. <coughs> and uh, I got to talk a little bit with uh, KXI, and I've gotten to follow her on social media, and it's it's really it's really a fantastic film. I'm curious uh, what a larger reaction would be for it, because uh, there are some there are some challenging bits in the film, but it's definitely one that I uh, I couldn't stop thinking about, and I wanted to follow all the way through to the end, and that's that's regardless of whether I like a movie or not. Uh, that especially if I love a movie. That's one of the best things that a movie can do for me is to make me feel like I'm following it in a very fascinating and compelling direction, and Black Lake definitely did that. There were a lot of other really great films that day. The Social Conscience uh, block after Black Lake had some really terrific ones like Diablo, uh, which I wrote about, and especially Lily, which is basically it. It basically looks like a uh, an actress auditioning for a role, and you see how gradually the f- the director or casting director wears them down and makes them feel really uncomfortable and anxious and you see the way that pays off it's such a it's such a wonderful piece of storytelling the way that that progresses and the way that that plays off of the what we have come to realize the way some people are when it comes to casting actors and roles and how they behave and how they make uh, actresses uncomfortable. And then to see that change turned on a dime the way it is in this movie is really spectacular. It's one of the more satisfying uh, films out there in the uh, festival. So on Friday night, in addition to uh, talking to Ray, I also talked to Stacy Palmer and her lead actress, Erin Day, they had a short film on Saturday in the Southern Discomfort, uh, the regional films block, called Toothache. And I actually talked to them before I had a chance to watch Toothache, which was at the festival for the first time. And it was a really fun discussion, and here is that for you. What are your names? Uh, hi, I'm Stacy Palmer, writer and director of um, the short film Toothache. Okay. I'm Erin Day, and I am the one of the two lead actresses in the short film Toothache. Okay, and it has not played yet as of this recording. It plays what, tomorrow? It plays tomorrow at 1.15 as part of the Southern Comfort, uh, Southern Discomfort <laughs> blocks here at <coughs> Women in Horror. Okay, uh, what was... Well, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really... So it's kind of a... What, what exactly... In as general terms as you can make, what is the uh, film about? So the pitch is um, when Amanda's teeth uh, start to suddenly fall out, she'll soon realize the horrifying reason why. Okay. What was the inspiration for it? Um, So first off, I have bad teeth. I just have weak enamel. It's a genetic thing. So I'm very careful about what I eat and what foods I eat. So I was eating tuna fish one day. And which is a nice soft food, and mm-hmm. I heard a crunch. And so I slowly um, tested each tooth with my tongue, mm-hmm. expecting to hit that nerve, and it didn't. Um, and I was very thankful. Um, and the crunch turned out to be a tuna, bowl, uh, tuna bone. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what gave me the idea was what if it wasn't a tuna bone? Were there any challenges in uh, playing your character in the movie? Um, yes, um, it's interesting because I have a, quite a large, uh, phobia of the dentist and anything that has to do with teeth and all that, so for me, I, I had to really go into a place where I was like, this is not real, this is just fun, and we've got this, and it ended up being just a really good time, and, and I love the way that it turned out, but, Yeah. 
<laughs> as as a uh, filmmaker, are you just naturally drawn to horror, or is it just this particular story that drew itself to the genre? I love horror. It's what I grew up on, um, and that's what what I love about the Women in Horror Film Festival is that it highlights um, the female <clears throat> um, actresses and and the stories. Um, because that's what inspired me as a child, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. While they were exploitive, they were also the only genre that had kick-ass women at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Ripley and Aliens, but I mean, in the 80s, it was all Rambo and Schwarzenegger and that yeah. sort of thing. So, so for me, the horror was always the genre of, I, I want to see, you know, I want to see these women kicking ass. Are there any particular uh, horror filmmakers that you that are favorites for you? Uh, for me, I mean, yeah, there are, but <laughs> there's so many that I, I'm not even going to go into that list. Okay. <laughs> what about uh, particular films? Just what what films are inspired this particular film? Um. Well, that's a good question. I don't. You know, it's just. <laughs> It's a splatter gore film. Yeah. It's five minutes. I it's think. It's really cool. Uh, I want Is it like eighties vibe? Is it I, an eighties or is it like? It, it definitely has like a really retroy kind of cool feel to it. Yeah. Well, I like that seventies, um, eighties yeah, exploitation. 70s. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. And, and it's funny because up until this point in the festival, we haven't really seen a whole lot of gore. And a whole lot of splatter, yeah. violent movies in that way. So I'm really, so I'm kind of curious, you know, how many we end up getting. And that is one of the, one of the things I do really like about this film festival. And this is my first year being here. Is the there's not an emphasis of that. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's more character driven. It's more idea driven. And a lot of it is driven by female characters or female filmmakers. And that's yeah. one of the things I really love about it. Uh, what drew each of you to filmmaking, acting, just in your own lives? Um, well, I always knew that I wanted to entertain. Um, I just, I like to uh, tell stories and... Um, I like to uh, to make people laugh, and I like to make people just feel something. I've always I've always kind of been that way. Um, so yeah, and I knew as an adult like that I was gonna do whether it was acting or I also do set design. I um, did production design for a film that played today, Solo Punk. Oh okay. Yeah, so I, I dip into that world a little bit, um, but yeah, it just like it was in my heart. It was one of those things that like I've always loved, and yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. I guess my heart led me. That's <laughs> <laughs> and you're a great writer. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. How about you? What, what inspired you to get into filmmaking? Um, I grew up in a small town in New Jersey um, okay. called Wharton. Um, and I only mentioned that because I didn't. there weren't a lot of children in my neighborhood, but I had 15 miles of woods behind my house. So, like, sun up, sun down during the summer, I was in the woods playing and making up and making believe. So, with a lot of my stories, that town is its own character. It, it shows up in different ways, but for me, that was, you know, a pivotal part of growing up. Is this your first film as a director? No. Okay. I, I, I did a bunch of music videos and a um, bunch of short films and stuff. Okay. So. All right. Is this the uh, first festival that Toothache has been at? Uh, no. This is... Third. Yeah. Yeah. I think fifth. Okay. All right. But it's had really great... Uh, audiences and everyone seems to be really uh, really into it which is very exciting for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what projects do you have uh, coming up after this I'm actually working with um, Vanessa who runs the Women in Horror Festival mm-hmm. um, I am an actress in an upcoming short that she's working on so okay. that's going to be we're, I think we're filming in March so right. I'm excited about that <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Um, I'm, I have a passion project that I'm working on. It's called uh, Scarecrow's First Halloween. And it's more of a um, lullaby to the horror Halloween movies that I grew up with. So okay. um, it's going to kind of be a different film for me, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm definitely looking forward to watching Toothache tomorrow, yeah. and I will definitely, uh, I will definitely uh, be on the lookout for that next film. That sounds really entertaining. Hopefully, it'll be here next year. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you. So Saturday, I I didn't see the first uh, short film block, which was the youth block. I skipped that one. I just kind of wanted to sit that one out before the uh, next few blocks and the last two short film or last two feature films played. Uh, the Southern Discomfort block actually had an interesting thing where uh, Playtime's Over, which I saw at the Dragon Con Film Festival in September, played. And uh, it, was, it was fun to see that one again. It was fun to s- listen to the filmmakers talk about that. Everybody from the Southern Discomfort Block was there to talk about their films, including Charles D. Vazurica, who is best known for his work on behind-the-scenes documentaries for DVDs, and he's done the Alien movies, he's done Blade Runner, and he had a short film that he wrote with his uh, wife called Love Bite, which is about relationship during the zombie apocalypse. And it's it's really entertaining short. If you get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend it. Um, there were some other really good ones. Uh, Framed was a pretty entertaining one about a teenage couple who's home alone and the girl sees a framed picture that seems a bit off. And... You watch that as it um, <coughs> progresses, and it's uh, it's one of those things where it, it was just a fun little slow burn short film. Before the film festival, though, I did receive an email from a uh, filmmaker, Alex Austin, who wanted me to check out the film she was a part of called Wretch, which is in the horror block which was the last short film block of the uh, festival. And so I got a chance to watch that one. It was directed by Keir Seward, and it's a really fun, uh, quick horror film about a woman going through a transformation and another woman trying to help her through that transformation. Uh, It was short, sweet, and really entertaining, and it played well for the audience to start off that last horror block. I had a chance to talk to them after the uh, festival. Um, We couldn't get, we, neither of them were in town for the festival, and we couldn't really figure out time before the festival to talk, but we had a chance to talk after the festival, and here's that conversation. So I am here talking with Keir Seward and Alex Austin. They made the film Wretch, which played at the Women in Horror Film Festival. I got a chance to watch it a couple of days prior to the festival and its Saturday screening. And it was I'm really glad I had that opportunity. Thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. So for a brief summary for people who have not had a chance to see the film yet, what exactly, what was the, what was the uh, inspiration behind Wretch? Um, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, I, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, I think certainly um, the idea of uh, menstruation sort of was, 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 a, was a very sort of like big inspiration point because it's really fascinating when you sort of like read about what menstruation actually is, you know, it's the shedding of the uterine wall. It's, it sounds so violent and it's this weird idea that it's this natural thing that occurs within women. That's just this, um, uh, incredibly, um, intense act. And then the other thing I was, I was also, I was reading about lobsters 
and lobsters have to shed their shells periodically, um, and they have like a sort of softer shell underneath, and it's this really intense, violent act for them. They have to basically, um, it's like this really, really intense experience on their, their central nervous system. And like, sometimes they don't survive it because it's so, it's, it's, it's so intense. And yeah, so they say lobsters live forever, don't they? But the thing that mostly does them in is that renewal. Act. Yeah. They, they can actually die. Yeah. They die a lot during the, uh, <laughs> the shedding of their own shells, which basically like both me and Alex are obsessed with this Instagram page called nature is metal. And it's just like there's so much just crazy weird shit in nature that's just so fascinating to look at, and it's like nature is like dark and intense and crazy. And so I think I think that was actually that was a very big inspiration, which is this idea of like a kind of natural cycle, but then applying it to you know a human character. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really loved about the weekend at the festival, I know you two were not there, but yes, one of the no. things I really enjoyed about it was seeing how. Ver- the the variety of films and the way they approached subjects when it came to women, when it came to female filmmakers, when it came to uh, female uh, women's uh, topics, and just focusing on women. And this is this is one of those films that really gets to that versatility. It's not just you know I was I I saw almost about 70 films throughout the weekend and between short films and features and no two were alike. All of them <clears> were very different in their that's approach. Cool. That's one of the things that I really liked about it. Um, what was, was it a particular, when did you, one of the things I'm fascinated by is in short film fa- filmmaking is how you decide just how quickly you're going to tell a story. Uh, was this always, de- th- and this is a four-minute short right here, was it always designed to be a very quick and visceral uh, burst of suspense and horror, or was it? Were, were there times where you were probably thinking of maybe going a bit longer with it? Um, I think for me, I always liked the idea of thinking of the film more like a, like a ride, like kind of like a ghost train, you know, and I think, uh, I think Sam Raimi described, um, when he was making drag me to hell, he described it as a ghost train. The point is that you sort of, you get on and it's kind of about the thrills and the experience and then the kind of like the big end. And, and that was kind of like what I wanted. I wanted it to sort of feel like you strapped in and then it's just four intense minutes that you're just sort of through this like roller coaster and I and I was really excited about that idea of just like a visceral experience and I feel like if you had had like a whole bunch of stuff about I mean because in my mind the two characters are sisters but I it's it's never explicitly stated in the film I mean I cast them with the idea that they'd kind of look right as sisters Mm -hmm. um but it's never explicitly stated because it's not really the point the point is very much how you as the audience react to everything going on. And so I think the idea was always to keep it very short yeah. and sweet. Like I wanted it under five. Well, what, what I might be able to add to that as well is that we, we had the opportunity to shoot over the course of two days and the script's like three minute, uh, three pages long. So not, not super long. Um, and uh, yeah, so one of the things that was really great was we had plenty of time to do all the things we wanted to do, which was, you know, to make it the best it could be. Uh, one of those uh, things involved, so I, I produced the film, but I was basically also like first ADing. And um, I just remember we had this whole scene where uh, uh, the character of Rebecca is dragging Sonia down this like dimly lit corridor where these overhead lights like light her up on the way. And then there was a really long like scene in the in the lift, you know, the big red lift that we have in there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had all of this extra footage, but, and we put it in and it looked really cool, but we were like, this isn't adding to the experience and we actually need to cut it out to just streamline it and make it as efficient as possible, basically. Mm-hmm. So we could have made it longer and more atmospheric in the sense of like dragging it out a bit, but it just felt like it wasn't, it felt like fat. So we got rid of it. Yeah. No, and it, it plays extremely well just what you have in there. And, I mean, I do agree with the idea that it needs to be short and sweet because of the fact that 
it it helps sell the the punchline, for lack of a better term, at the end, mm-hmm. all the uh, better. We do too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I, I love that after all of this, you just have this moment of release, and that's that's part. It's a big part of what sells this and why it's so effective, because mm-hmm. of the fact that um, it you have this moment where you you need a release, and that release is just so it it does feel completely earned, even after all of this that we've uh, seen for the previous couple of minutes. Good, awesome. Glad you feel that way, because that's definitely the intention. You need you need that catharsis, don't you? Well, so. it, it was interesting too, because I think it was very hard for people to get what that was going to be tonally in the scripts. Like, I don't think a lot of people got Wretch on a script on a script level. Right. And then when we were filming it, it was like really like we had to really mm-hmm. keep doing it to make sure we got the exact tone of the, that the last final line. line yeah, like yeah. right. Like, um, so we had to, cause I think even originally Chloe was sort of saying it in a much more sort of like serious, more foreboding way. And I kept having to sort of be like, no, 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 you gotta like make it like, mm-hmm. you, you know, really sort of push the humor of it. Yeah, I yeah. don't think, I don't like, trust us. It'll work. Yeah. It's like, what? You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it'll be fine. Don't mm-hmm. worry. <laughs> um, um how, yeah. How did what? you, uh, how did you get into filmmaking? Um, well, you know, my dad was a huge John Wayne fan, and uh, I grew up watching John Wayne westerns because, uh, you know, my family's from Texas originally. Uh, I grew up partially in New Mexico. So, um, I mean, you know, I saw The Searchers when I was, you know, 11, mm-hmm. and it just kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just really fascinated by this idea that you could create you know, these kind of morally ambiguous characters in these dark worlds. And then I think the other kind of big thing for me was around the age of like 13, I saw uh, John Carpenter's The Thing Mm -hmm. and was just kind of like obsessed with it. Mm. And I think ever since then, there's always been that that fascination with me with both like a morally gray universe, but also this idea of like the true horror being the thing that's physically inside you, not Mm. not some external thing coming to get you. And the paranoia. Yeah. how humans are the real monsters of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I'd say we're both really into horror. And like one of the things that we've talked about um, before actually is like, we've kind of mused about how, why it's taken us quite so long to actually make a horror short, because that's kind of what we love. Um, and the reason I'm in film really is um, I'm that classic case of actor turned filmmaker mm-hmm. uh mostly because Kia converted me. And uh, I actually didn't like horror films until I met Kia uh, seven years ago because I thought they were all slasher films. I was like that classic thing of like, oh, no, I don't like jump scares and da-da-da. And then you watch actual good horror and you're like, what? Um, And I know it sounds so basic, right? But it's okay. I'm educated now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it's, it's funny how much it can change your perspective and like, a lot of my girlfriends are the same way. They're like, oh, no, I don't like horror, da, da, da. And I'm like, you wait. I'm going to convert you. You'll see. You'll see. Because <laughs> uh, I just think there's there's so many things that you can tap into with horror. Um, and I know uh, it was good that you were talking about the films at the festival as well, is because even though we didn't get to go there, unfortunately, because we were working on um, um, our next project, uh, we did actually see Stucco that won mm-hmm. Best Horror Report uh, on Alter today. Um so I don't know if you know the platform Watch Alter. Uh, it's like a horror short film platform. Okay. Um, and uh, interestingly, Wretch is coming out next week um, on the 18th. So watch out for that. Um, but uh, yeah, we watched that. So that was really cool to like kind of weirdly be part of the festival, even though we weren't physically there. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to you know see mm-hmm. you know a winner as well and be like, oh, that's the film that got that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really impressive. Uh, where, where can you, you mentioned Wretch coming out on the, uh, 18th. Where can people, uh, check out some of your other work? Uh, so that would be our film website, which is hydroholics.com. Um, but, uh, so Wretch itself is coming out on watchalter.com at 8am PST, uh, on the 18th of March. Um, but, uh, there's also Kia's website, which is kiasiewit.com, 
Um, if you yes. can spell my name correctly, you can you can find. Yeah, it. you got you got to pass the test. <laughs> you pass the test. You got you got to want it. But I will say one of the handy things is that there's only one Kier Seward in the world, at least as far as Google is concerned. Mm -hmm. So if you if you Google Kier Seward, then you will find me. As as long as you don't go Stuart. Yeah, as long as you don't go You're Stuart. Right. I can um if it helps, I can write you the um the details as well. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having Thanks us. Thanks for it's having us. Always yeah. nice talking to people who are into the same things as we are. So mm -hmm. this this was this was a really great experience. It's one that I, I definitely want to continue to support this film festival. I definitely want to continue to go to this film festival as the years uh, go on as it continues to grow and uh, see what how more how how much larger this can expand. I'm curious to or if it's going to be more of a niche festival, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great niche festival, and it understands the audience. It understands the ways that horror can play with us. It understands the different types of horror, and it gives us a lot of variety to sink our teeth into, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about this film festival and one of the things that I really enjoyed about this film festival, it was it was a great opportunity, and I I'm glad I took the chance to do it, and it's it gave me some new filmmakers to keep an eye on over the years and to follow. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Backward Creep by Christopher Moore, um, and his his film is it was a. Uh, it was a proof of concept short film about something that he wants to do as a feature, and just as a short though it was really entertaining. Uh, M Burger with Cleanse, which was from the Supernatural block. It's about a. It's it's about a energy healer who has a pretty difficult case on her hand when a couple comes in late at night. And one of the women has something otherworldly uh, preying on her. That was a terrific one. The Shadow, which I reviewed, uh, Bridget Barbara's story uh, film was really terrific. Lone Wolf was a really sweet uh, short film about a girl at a uh, party and she goes through some changes she is uncomfortable with. Maggie May was a really entertaining one for the Global Terror Block. Uh, Honor Thy Mother was truly haunting. The short film Return to Sender was a it's it's a slick little thriller. Um, not not a whole lot going on. But was it was an entertaining movie to uh, watch, and uh, there there's just so much that I really liked about the film festival, uh, including getting a chance to talk to some of these filmmakers, and I'm looking forward to having further discussions with them in the future, and that includes the final interview that I'm going to uh, present here, which is with Robbie Barnes, who is a filmmaker that I've come to know a couple of years. For the past couple of years on social media, I reviewed her short film uh, Beyond Repair here a couple of years ago, and it played at the Women in Horror Film Festival a couple of years ago. And uh, I was really glad to get a chance to meet her and to just hang out during the after party, talk about some of the films, talk about her work, and I'm to I'm going to leave you with that one because it seems like a fitting way to end this festival discussion of the festival. And I hope you enjoy this discussion. And this is Robbie Barnes. And thank you very much for joining me on the Sonic Cinema podcast. And I will talk to you later. I am sitting here with Robbie Barnes at the Women in Horror Film Festival. I've known Robbie for a couple of years online. I reviewed one of her films beyond repair 
and this is my first time meeting her. It's good to finally meet you. It's great to finally meet you. So, what attracted you to uh, filmmaking? Um, well, I've been acting since I was a little kid, and my parents used to have a old uh, VHS tape recorder that I'd sneak and play with sometimes and make movies with my friends and edit them together on the old VCRs, which I have no idea how I managed to make that happen. Um, but yeah, like as I, as I got older, I like got into theater, um, stage productions, from stage productions moved into doing film and acting for the camera. Um, and from acting with the camera, I uh, got behind the camera because I wanted to make roles for myself and okay. ended up loving screenwriting and directing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who are some of the uh, filmmakers that you find yourself inspired by? Um, number one would definitely be Tim Burton. I love his style. I love how there's always um, uh, like a fantasy feel to it. Like he's got a lot of like uh, darker blue colors to his films. Um, they're different, uh, just different fantasy feel. Um, okay. And I really, really enjoy him for that reason. All right. Uh, what are some of the uh, What are some of the film experiences you had watching films growing up that were sort of Formative for you, um, like in, inspirational almost, or yeah. um, I guess, uh, geez, I I love movies with strong female characters. Um, so one of the first movies I ever fell in love with was The Terminator. Um, okay. The second one, especially with Sarah Connor being such a badass female, um, Sigourney Weaver playing Ripley in Aliens. Uh, grew up watching Buffy the Vampire. Uh, the TV series and she's great so um, anything that makes a woman very um, just powerful you know okay. can handle her own what what about the uh, horror genre in particular mm -hmm. uh, what what draws you to the horror genre in particular it's just fun I've always loved um, I've always loved uh, Halloween like the fall season in general. I love going to haunted houses. I love special effects and I love that you get to do all of these things in movies where you get to um, you get to play with blood. You get to play with like these weird scenarios and it's uh, I love the adrenaline rush of being scared, you know. Um, I used to work in haunted houses as well and you know like going to them and visiting them you get that uh, that fun rush when you get scared and it's a healthy scare because yeah. you're not actually going to die you know so that's mm -hmm. what's fun about horror movies is that you get that same feeling when you watch them are there any particular horror filmmakers that you're a fan of um like that I know in real life or just just, uh, just, just in, in general, general? um yeah, so many of them. I mean, I've met so many even at the Women in Horror Film Festival itself, um, especially watching what these other women are capable of doing. Um, I'm definitely a fan of most of their work as far as Hollywood goes. Um, you know, Wes Craven's great. Um, Toby Hooper is great. Um, uh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on her name. The, the chick that made uh, the original Pet Cemetery. Oh. And she's done a couple different things that she's been great at that Lambert is her yeah, last name Mary is Lambert? it Mary Lambert that's yeah. it yes Mary Lambert um, <laughs> yeah I mean there's just a ton okay uh, you had so you had a short screenplay that was nominated here for the screenwriting competition yeah. what was what was that about so uh, that that uh, script is titled Eleanor mm -hmm. um, and there is a man who was supposedly around in the 1800s named Edward Mordrake. Um, you may have heard of that name or not. Uh, I know American Horror Story had a uh, season where they used his character um, in their, in their uh, show. Um, Edward Mordrake was born with a face on the back of his head. Uh, and it couldn't speak, but it could make facial expressions. Um, but it slowly drove him to insanity, and he ended up committing suicide. I thought this was a very uh, intriguing story, so I ended up kind of taking it and using it as my inspiration, um, where I created a woman who has a face on the back of her head um, that she hides and keeps a secret from the world. Um, and she ends up meeting somebody, falls in love with him, but he doesn't find out about the face on the back of her head until after they're married. Okay. Um, and then you basically slowly watch this face, this demonic thing that's on the back of her head, deteriorate their relationship into a point where uh, people might end up dying. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, so it's basically a horror romance. It's, it's like the hybrid genre that I would call it. Okay. Is there a is there a particular subgenre of 
for you find yourself gravitating towards more often um, than not? I love paranormal, and a lot of my stuff um, also tends to go the thriller route. So a, a lot of my horror films in general are horror thrillers. Um, they always just have that element of suspense underneath them where it's not so much in your face. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What were some of your uh, favorite films from the uh, festival? You know, I think I, there were so many good ones. Um, Asking for a Friend was one that really stuck out to me. Um, uh, the one with the, the 80s the 80s one with the girls. What was the name of that one? I I, I know what you're... The, you know what the rock about? band. Yeah, yeah, the rock band. I yeah. loved that one. Um <laughs> And then I think my overall favorite there was Lily, which mm-hmm. was the, um, the in the social horror yeah. category, um, just about the girl in the audition. I just thought it, it was just so well acted, and that just stood out to me so much that they were able to put a camera just mm-hmm. up on a tripod and have it run as an audition, and watching her go through these emotions yeah. um, throughout like the different chapters of the film it was she was just phenomenal and then the ending itself was just I mean people <laughs> applauded and I applauded and it was exactly what you wanted to see happen in the scenario yeah that was definitely it was just really really well written really well acted yeah that was definitely my favorite one of the uh it was definitely my favorite one of that of that genre block. yeah yeah um and yeah like like you said it's basically you see her. You see her continuing on with the audition. Oh, and, absolutely! And you, you, know, you felt di- like what she was yeah. going through. Like I felt creeped out. I felt bad for her. Mm-hmm. I felt dirty. You know, like in, and it's such a catharsis. What happened? It is. Yeah. It really is. As somebody who has <laughs> been an actor and who does acting, mm-hmm. you know, mostly for myself now. But like when I would go to auditions, like thank God I never had anything creepy like that happen. But you have moments where mm-hmm. there is weird shit that goes on. Yeah. So. Where can people uh, find your work online? Um, so I have a website. Uh, my company is called Perfect Holiday Productions. So if you go to perfectholidayproductions.com, um, I have a bunch of information listed in there about uh, all my work that's done and upcoming work. Um, and as well, if you go to my YouTube channel, just uh, go to YouTube and search uh, Perfect Holiday Productions, and right. I have a bunch of videos listed on there as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank it's you. It's good to finally meet you. Absolutely. It's so good to be here with you. And yeah, I definitely want to uh, talk talk further in the future as you have more projects. Absolutely. I would love that. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm.